get started then, and we can do that by saying, hey everybody, it's the Enemy Slime Podcast. This is episode number 172. I'm your usual host, Jared, and I'm joined today by Mr. J. Joseph Jr. Uh, yep, I'm right here. I have Mr. Michael Mahoney. Oh, yes, me. Hey. Yeah, real good. Okay. Uh, I have Mr. Trevor Bowles. Hey, I'm back. I have Sir Doug Wilson. That's me. And everyone's favorite Latino, Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. That's not me. Nobody likes me. Well, I mean, I was... <laughs> we almost had you. I think our favorite Latino is like uh, Charo, but... <laughs> George Lopez. You're Come right. On. <laughs> it's George Lopez. It's like, it got to be one of the two. Doug. It's one or the other. We don't know which. He's so funny, and he says what we're all thinking. Um, Who was the first us? one? Charo? Yeah. Doug's got it. Uh, that didn't... I'm trying... No, okay, go on, go on. Uh, you, you, you Google Charo, and uh, you, you'll see. You'll see. It'll all make sense. Um... Boy, we got uh, we got a lot of stuff happening this week, and uh, for some reason, let's start with the thing I want to talk about the least. Cliffy B announced his new game. It's called Lawbreakers, and it looks boring. Uh, anybody got <laughs> something to add there? Yeah, Smoking Aces Two is looking real good. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a good that's a good comparison. It's a uh, <laughs> it's very Smoking Aces esque, like the movie. Yeah, like the movie. Oh. remember that with Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. And he pulls that guy off life support, and it's so tragic. Or <laughs> I remember liking that movie. I'm sure if I watched it now, I wouldn't like it. But... I mean, people, lots of people got shot. I, 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 it was fine. Like with Ari from the Entourage. Oh yeah, yeah. That movie had a lot of people in it, though. Like, yeah, I don't know that, that was a pretty full cast. Yeah, isn't like... that the one where Ben Affleck dies in like the first ten minutes? I think so. I, I think so. It has Alicia had... Keys. I remember that as like. An assassin. I guess they're all that's common. Alicia Keys. Yeah, that's Alicia yeah. Keys. I'm, oh, I remember that movie. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, Commons in it. Uh, man, they got they got everybody. Well, m- much like Lawbreakers. Does anybody else have something to add there? <laughs> we can we can move on. Um, and Can't wait. While we're talking about just brief news that probably doesn't merit a whole lot of rumination, uh, Red Dead Redemption has been pushed back. Uh, to next year. It is now a spring 2018 game instead of, I think they were gunning for fall this year, weren't they? Yeah. So, yeah, probably. So that's like a... Man, that would have been badass. It's like a six-month delay, um, which is good, though, because... Uh, it's it's okay. Game of the Year is shaping up nicely without it. I was going to say, yeah. like, we, we really don't need it We can use it for next year. Anyway, we got we to gotta make sure that 2018 doesn't, uh, doesn't suck, because right now, with the year we're having... It certainly seems like that's probably what will happen. Yeah, they're like blowing all of the loads. Yeah, like I feel like we don't deserve a, a year past this. See the, the project, right? If you like want to announce something next year, you know? Yeah, like a Gwent expansion. I think we're all waiting. Yeah. You're, you're not getting Cyberpunk, great. all right? We're all <laughs> waiting for a Gwent expansion. No, man, like Gwent is going to be the game. <laughs> Did you see those uh, trailers, man? They look better than Bust of Andromeda. I mean, that's its own kind of sad. <laughs> All right. Not a, not a big surprise, I guess. Uh, it's like, it's like they're, they're just like rubbing me at this point. It's like, look, we can do this better for our shitty, like, Hearthstone ripoff than, you know, this company for the entire, like, flagship franchise. Do we have, uh, do we have dates for... 
Uh, Far Cry Five and the Crew Two, yeah, are they this year? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, let me look. Probably. Let me look. I don't know why you guys insist on talking about these wonderful games. Uh, the Crew Two is coming out uh, in the next year, so I guess that means within twelve months. So maybe this year. Um, One. Far Cry Five. I. Don't see. So Far Cry 5 was announced. Um, Michael will find it particularly comforting as it takes place in uh, the place of his upbringing, uh, which is rural Montana. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. Didn't you already ask if we were serious? (laughs) (laughs) I asked if you were serious. Now he's just just, following it up with his own shot. Now we're doubly serious. Or were you just were you acting for the podcast and I ruined it? That's right. <laughs> I think he wasn't sure that no, no, uh, uh, was Michael actually... was born in Montana or, or lived in Montana. Oh, yeah. Michael. So, Michael, tell us all about what kinds of things we can expect to see in Far Cry 5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't know a lot about Montana. That's about it. So, hey, is it, is it? Oh, cowboys. Oh, good. I like cowboys. Ranchers. Beef. Uh, I have any... some good beef Do you have in bears? Montana. Yeah, we have lots Moose? of bears. Yeah, we got moose too. They got yellow more than stone. people. Uh, Sasquatch. Actually, we we almost have none of Yellowstone. We just take credit for Yellowstone. Don't you have like West Yellowstone? Isn't that in Montana? Yeah, but it's like three city blocks, and then everything else is Wyoming. Is it? Is it? Can like? Can I take credit for this? Because I tweeted at Alex Hutchinson that the next Far Cry should take place in America. So can I say this was my idea? Uh, America's pretty yeah. big. Like, is it like? Far Cry Top Country. Is this is what we're going for here. Oh, well, I, I I I suggested a kind of rule. I don't know. I'm taking credit for this game. This is my Far Cry. I suggested this. Send me the proceeds. Ooh. In fact, pre-order through me. <laughs> <laughs> West Yellowstone has the Grizzly Discovery Center where you can discover grizzlies. So... I'm pretty sure they were discovered already. Well, but I mean, nope, it's not where, yet. It's where you can go and discover them for yourself. Like you're right; they've been discovered, but now they're going to be extra discovered after you discover them. I'm not sure I want to discover them. Man, Yellowstone's huge. I'm just going to look at this map for the rest of the podcast. You guys do whatever. Okay. Uh, oh, look, Grand Teton, amazing. You know how that goes. What? Where I look at maps and <laughs> let you guys run things. Yeah, when things get off the rails. Yeah, uh, whatever. It can't get much worse. Uh, those are the games. The Crew 2. We don't know anything about it. It's a game. Far Cry 5 takes place in Montana. Um, so, I mean, as we said, like 2017 has been very kind to us. It seems only right that it that tides turn and, and things get ugly. I mean, I, I feel like Far Cry in recent memory has only had one super big offense. Everything else has been fine. Yeah, actually, that's, that's probably true. You're referring to two, I assume. Um, no. I'm not oh, to well, two. then I think you meant two Primal. big offenses. Primal. I don't. Um, I wasn't that offended by two. Two, two is like more trying to find its way. I forgot. And then about, three found it. I forgot about Primal. That's how. That's how bad Primal is. Is I just forgot that happened. Like that it existed. That's fair. Just now. I uh, could imagine that. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind having. Like a new um, fucking blood dragon. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe make a full game out of that. 
Yeah, man. I never played it. Is it worth like going and getting? Yeah, if it's cheap. Like I got it for like ten bucks. Yeah, it's not bad. I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to throw that on my list of maybes. It's very tongue in cheek. It's like you know the tutorial is like to look around, look around. And the character is like, I just want to kill stuff. What else is uh? Uh, there was something else I was gonna say, but now I forget. All right, that's it. That's the news. Uh, da da ba da da Um, I, I, quick question. Nice. Is anybody actually like mad that Red Dead Redemption got delayed? No, no. Like I was pretty much. Expecting I mean, like a delay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad, it's but it's like it's a bummer. Like I can't wait to play it. But like we would all probably agree with the conjecture of like. It's probably in, in Rockstar's case, like it's probably going to work out in the game's favor, right? Like, yeah, the, yeah. it's probably a good sign that they're delaying it because that means that they're going to make it good instead of make it, you know, bad like Ubisoft. Well, right. the only downside is that it will delay the amount of time before we reset the clock before we get another one. Yeah, uh, you probably won't get another one. This will probably be it. You don't think so? Ah, uh, I wouldn't. Be if this sells even like half of what gta sells they'll make another one you think so gta is at like 80 million sales now so even if this sells 40 million there it's going to make them a fuck ton of money see we were so talking of course they're going to make another we were talking about things that like the creators uh love uh in the pre-show and uh here i i think we could talk about the exact opposite where it's things the creators uh, don't love, and I really don't think that Rockstar <laughs> has that much of a fondness for Red Dead Redemption. In the same way, I don't think Nintendo has a fondness for Metroid. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't think they hate it like they hate Metroid, uh, where where Nintendo like actively hates it and wants it to go away and wishes they'd never made it, and probably has burned like the master ROMs. <laughs> yeah, but if, I feel like if they didn't like Red Dead Redemption, they wouldn't make it. They, they're not owned by a larger studio; they're owned by themselves. They're, so they can no, do whatever the fuck like they want. Too. I just think they're. I just think they're not yeah, in but any hurry. You know, just. I think hey. Take Two, Take Two knows that there. It's like, I'm sure that Rockstar uh, wields an enormous amount of power with Take Two. They're just like, what should we do next? Well, I guess make Red Dead Redemption Two. Someone's expecting it, so we probably should. I mean, it's probably not a series that you could really bank on making, say, an annual installment of. It's it's Cowboys. You're you're gonna get tired of Cowboys. Yeah, maybe. I'm kind of pissed that we never got like a good DLC for GTA Five. Yeah, no, nothing really ever happened there, did it? Yeah, weren't we supposed to get story DLC at one point, and that never happened? Yep. Yeah, yep. but now they're they're making millions upon billions of dollars a yeah, day. Yeah, they're making so online, much money. So. Yeah, that's GTA the thing. Online. I feel like all the resources I'm, went out of actually making a DLC to just they can shit online. out of a couple of car skins and make another billion dollars. That's, I mean, that still depresses me thinking about it. I mean, good for them, but you know, which does... it's so sad because uh, the G- the DLC for uh, GTA Four I like almost more than the actual game. Almost, absolutely more. Um, yeah, Ballad of Gay Tony is actually pretty sweet, whereas GTA Four yeah. is yeah. kind of a kind of a turd. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I we already know I don't I don't really care for four, but I never played any DLC. I mean, the DLCs get go up incredibly. It's like an escalating scale of quality. Hmm. Um, they reintroduced the fun into the game. You know that thing that you didn't have in the original. <laughs> right, right. I remember uh, it was very serious business. For hey, there's a character 
that Rockstar thought was way more interesting than he was. I was thinking that, actually. Nico Bellic. Nico Bellic. Or actually most of the GTA 4 cast. Great example of, uh, of a character that did not deserve nearly as much screen time as he received. I'm he's a just, just so a poor deep. immigrant. I need to make it in America. That's pretty yeah, and good. He's got, he's, he's got these podcasts. I am uh, I am Balky from Perfect Strangers. <laughs> hey, <laughs> he's pretty solid. What are you saying, Michael? Uh oh, just he's so deep and has so many wise observations about what a sick country we are. Yeah, that's true, and he's fought in war. Oh. Yes, yes, he fought at war. Many war. But, and his wife. But and his wife. My wife. Oh, man. Ah, there you go. What a guy. I was waiting for Oh, almost missed an opportunity. Yeah. In, my, in my generic East European country, we not even have potato. <laughs> hey, speaking of generic Eastern European, how generic were the clothing options in that game? In I mean, Grand Theft Auto 4, it was like you could have drab coat or yeah. like maybe <laughs> drab windbreaker. You, you yeah. should be thankful they gave you a choice of something other than a, than a sweatpants. White sneakers <laughs> or brown boots. Like it should have been all like just, just like sweatpants and, <laughs> you know, an Adidas like jackets. Jay, I got to was... say that GTA 4 actually did a really good job of... Um, of recreating New York. Oh yeah. But yeah. that just that just depressed me about the game more. But We're like, I already like live a, in this city. It's like a wasted environment, you mean? Like like a faithful <laughs> recreation that then they set like this. Oh, if because he lives in New York he doesn't want to be in more New York. Uh yeah, I guess I could see that too. Like I wouldn't really enjoy a game that was like a faithful recreation of Salt Lake City. <laughs> so wait wait, actually now they're on this topic. What which city would you want them to do that they haven't done? For G- like in the in for GTA six for GTA uh, Tokyo, that would be weird. <laughs> Have they done Chicago yeah, yet? Tokyo Drift. Chicago would be pretty good. Yeah, Chicago would be good. Ah, you well, know, I'd actually really Watch like Dogs another uh, Vice City. You want another? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't want a Vice City. Well, you live there, so you get to live Vice City every day. But <laughs> and it sucks. What if instead of a big city, they went smaller and they did a small city? What if they just went to Montana? Yeah, Helena. I mean, you Grand know, <laughs> you know, Mafia uh, dropped the ball so hard. I wouldn't mind seeing Rockstar take a stab at like a Bayou kind of setting. That would be pretty good. I yeah, that like cool. that. Yeah, uh, I definitely like like GTA Nolans driving, a, yeah, driving around, driving uh, driving around on like fan boats and shit. It would be Great. it would be more fun in the kind of zany off the wall GTA world than it was in Mafia's. You know, kill white people. Black Panther world. Whoa, that's what the game was about? I've got to get me a copy right yeah, you, now. You got to get it. It's, <laughs> it's Kill Whitey, the game. That's why it, it was, but not in any sense that you'd get behind. Oh, I don't know. Jay, Jay can probably find any reason, a good reason to kill Whitey. I mean, Especially sure. Especially after sure. the last couple of podcasts. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what did they do to you? <laughs> we We brought you to this country, and we... <laughs> Oh, Doug, Doug, Doug. <laughs> Doug, Doug, yeah, come on, man. Can't afford to send you back, though. You drop, drop those truth bombs on him. <laughs> Jay, you said you had a topic, so before we talk about uh, like specific games, what is your what is your topic you wanted to discuss? So I've been I've been replaying, uh, well, not replaying, but I picked back up The Witcher Three. Mm-hmm. 
And I finally got back to uh, Skellige, and then I also picked back up uh, Pillars of Eternity. And I, I come up with a conclusion about open world RPGs. Okay. And I want to know, I want to know what people think of my conclusion. But this is what I've surmised, and um, I've surmised that the main story mission in open world RPGs are the biggest possible hindrance to these games. <laughs> so think about it. Think about it. All right, all right. Lay, lay, lay some uh, lay some detail on me. So 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 let's start with uh, Bethesda because I think that's a little easier to wrap our heads around. Um, how engaged were you in Fallout Four to find Shane and to kill Kellogg? Obviously not enough because I didn't do either of those things. <laughs> I mean, Fallout Four uh, is going to be a bad example because everything in it was not fun. I think you could actually probably submit Skyrim though as like I was about I mean, to say Skyrim. I'm going to be honest and, and come clean right here. I don't think I've ever finished another close game. Like I put, I don't I think I have either. Honestly, so hours. But I just never finished the main quest because why? It's fucking boring. What do you mean? I think the closest okay. I got was Oblivion. Right. See, but... I, I feel like that's a point in my direction. In Oblivion, let me tell you what I did. In Oblivion, I never finished the main story. I finished the main story in both Skyrim and in um, in Fallout 4. I liked. I think I liked the story in Skyrim a little more than most people. But by the time I finally got around to it, I was so painfully overleveled for the content that I just flew through it, and it was kind of boring. Um, Bethesda games have always had a problem with proper leveling and the main story, though. Because if you'll remember in Oblivion, they had like the very high-scaled leveling, where if you were too high when you got to the end of the game, you just couldn't beat it. Yeah, and they had like fucking enemies with like a bandit with Daedric armor. Yeah, Daedric gods. Just, just I mean, you you were fighting a Daedric god, but but anyhow. Uh, so so so, but but I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna continue with my with my little theory there. Uh, in Oblivion, I actually never. I, that's like the one Elder Scrolls I played where I never finished the main quest, and I just created a red guard who was like this um, wandering gladiator, and just it was basically fighting around the world with the red guard, and I had more fun doing that than anything um, Captain Picard wanted me to do in the game. Um, and I'm playing with the first part. I mean, like, what seconds in? We, we've talked about this before, I think, but man, the Oblivion Gates are a fucking drag in that game. And like, those are yeah. the, those yeah. are the main quest line. Like, and you got to go in quest. and like five times and like. But meanwhile, like at least Skyrim, like the main quest line takes you to like one of the coolest places in the game. That uh, underground underground mushroom land or whatever. Oh, uh, that's cool too. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Sovngarde. That was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool too. I mean, it's still underwhelming, yeah. but like at least at least there's like cool mushrooms to look at, and not just like red rocks and demons. Yeah, but anyway, c- continue, carry on. So in in uh, Witcher three, um, there's like a disconnect. Now Ciri's like a great character, um, and she's really engaged in all this, but there's there's a, a huge disconnect between the pressure to find Ciri. Like, it sounds like it's this uh, life and death situation. And with kind of uh, the rest of the game, it's like, oh, we have to go find Suri right away and rescue her. But then um, it's like, oh, let me go wander off and do a couple of monster contracts. That can wait. 
Well, I think that's really right. just an inherent problem with the uh, open world games is that in, yeah. in order to give you the freedom, they can't they can't put like a timer on it. I mean, Breath or else of the... then you're gonna think that's annoying as shit. Breath of the Wild has a pretty good answer to this, which is Ganon's like there, and you need to deal with him, but he's been there for like a hundred years, so you got time. To, to, you can <laughs> he can wait do a couple it. weeks. Yeah, like he can wait a little while. Like go ahead and do do your thing if you're not busy. Things aren't See, and that's, that's how I come up with this conclusion because I I I, I talk I talk with people who played Breath of the Wild. You know what? In that game, there's actually no pressure to go and beat Ganon. It's just go off and do your thing, and then get around to it when you can. Yeah, just like I, uh, hope, I hope you'll do this eventually. Awesome. But in the meantime, do you want to play golf? And, like, <laughs> and then you can play Goron golf or whatever it is. And then I thought about like a couple of other things where. Um, I didn't really have any any um, any pressure to do anything like uh, Mountain Blade. You might not necessarily call that an RPG, but Mountain Blade, it's just here's the world. Go off and do whatever the fuck you want. Fucking <laughs> choice. And I don't know. I I just feel like I, I feel like there's no real concrete reason for there to be a main story quest anymore, other than it's, it's kind of like expected. I think it just depends uh, on the oh. type of story. The other one that I might mention... Yeah, I don't think I would like Peters if there wasn't, like, something to do. Here's or, the, like, the, Witch, yeah. the Witcher, like, you wouldn't... Yeah. Like, it's got maybe a great story quest. Here, here's I mean, the I guess example could... of uh, maybe, like, a game no one played but that does that has, like, a, a, a way to, to do this and balance it with the open world is uh, The Saboteur. Does anybody remember that game? Yeah, I remember I the it. It's an open world, and it takes place during uh, World War II, and you're in like a Nazi-controlled part of France. And so as you play the game, you're basically like overthrowing. I guess it's kind of just like the Ganon thing, where if you start in this situation where like, well, things can't get any worse, then um, <laughs> you, can have a, you can have a main quest where like things get better. Um Whereas I, I get what you mean, where where like The Witcher, you do kind of get killed with that sense of urgency, and you can even get into situations. I don't know if you guys have ever had this happen in a game uh, where it makes it seem like it's really important that you do something like quickly, and then you actually didn't have to at all. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. You could have mm-hmm. ignored it. Better like like in GTA, you'll get a frantic phone call from someone They're like, "Get over here asap," and you. The first time, like maybe you fall for it, but after that, you know that you can just yeah, as you're long like you whatever. I'll get, do, I'll get to it later. Do whatever. You, <laughs> like there, there are literally moments in GTA where I think you have like allies under gunfire over the phone talking to you. And I there's just, a one where your son calls you and he's like, "Oh, help me! I'm being kidnapped." Yeah, and, and you could literally like, like, just like <laughs> you can go. Nico, we must go to bowling now, or I will be killed. Yeah, exactly. And then you just you, you put it off, you know, you don't you don't actually <laughs> you put have it off. Get, get around to it whenever. Or you go and do it. And it turns out that was like the last mission and you fucking end the game on accident and you didn't want to. <laughs> so like, 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 I'm not saying let's just not have story missions anymore, but I'm, I am saying that. Um, and, and I'm not like, like, I'm, I'm not saying something like uh, Witcher 3 story is bad. Like, I, I really like Suri and I really like playing as her and, and I like her storyline it's just that that sense of urgency just clashes so much with the rest of the game and how the game is built. Um, and I feel like that's like kind of the same thing in Pillars. Like Pillars' sense of urgency. And then you get to a town and you're like, oh, let me spend a while here. That's literally the first thing in Pillars where 
uh, you're like, oh shit, I think I might be dying, but I do have time to go and solve this uh, windmill yeah. dispute. <laughs> and Peters, yeah, shit is real. Like you're, like, the game wakes you up and it's like, oh, you saw your death. Oh, shit. You Later what, this evening. Uh, you know what the simplest solution is? Is we just stop making open world games. Oh yeah, there we go. I think we should just try that for a little while. I mean, I don't, I don't mind that. <laughs> I you know, I actually think the Witcher I think, could I think potentially be morphed into a story that doesn't have a, an overarching story because he is a Witcher. Maybe he goes yeah. fights monsters, and that, and every area just well, like maybe a, a tiny little <laughs> quest for that area's monster. He goes yeah, out, yeah, basically. And, I mean, yeah, and there can still be an overarching story, but it can be something less urgent, where like he just finds out what Witchers are. You know, like yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say. And you have those little towns, and in every single town, he gets to ask what a witcher is. He gets to ask what the witcher is, and every time he finds out a little bit more about what witchers is. And then in the that's, end, that's in the end, he finds out he's been doing it the whole time. That's the big twist. What is you it? were the oh. witcher? You were, you were the witcher the entire time, and I mean, like you should have known that because the game was called The Witcher. Like it seems so obvious. But so I thought I thought I thought something else. Um, I thought of another um, RPG slash simulator that it doesn't kind of have it doesn't have a story quest where the game is kind of the story quest. I feel like that was the assessment I got for Breath of the Wild, but I haven't played it, so I'm not sure um, where there's not really a story quest, but the game itself is kind of the story quest. Everything you do is to get closer to beating Ganon. But Stardew Valley is like that, where kind of everything you do is working up um towards some big event that you'll get in two years of game time but it's not like there's not this there's not like this pressure to do it it's just go up and do whatever the fuck you want yeah but you can you can do the wrong things and then your grandpa tells you that you suck yeah but Fucking that's it douche <laughs> that's it not like like the farm is the story quest building up your farm building up the community that's the story quest um, and like everything is incorporated back into that. So I'm just saying, like there's 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 no reason that we don't need like some paper thin revenge motive for, you know, get them to the Greek kind of thing. I, I mean, think I, I at the very least agree with the assessment that like a lot of open world games leave the main story as kind of an afterthought. And I'd really like to see a Elder Scrolls that puts that in the forefront, and then everything else. Is, I know because you know, fucking Bethesda is horrible at story. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. I just mean that. Like, kind I, of I know, I, I know why I play the Elder Scrolls, and it's not because of the story. Yeah, but what what if, had a lot of cool lore for that too. Like, wouldn't that be nice? Like, you can have your cake and eat it too. There are games that do. Yeah. This. Grand Grand Theft yeah. Auto <laughs> is a, a game that has like a, a core story first and foremost. Grand Theft Auto Five, not four. Five. I mean, never mind, because the next Elder Scrolls is going to come out with a voiced main character and a very story-heavy main quest, and you're going to hate it, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's true, like, but just, that's all you have to do is just imagine Fallout 4, except they did a good job instead of a bad job. Well, Actually, now that we're talking about it, um, New Vegas. New Vegas has a story quest that's good, so there we go. <laughs> Boy, yeah, and it does take pretty good exa- er, advantage of the open world mechanic to get you there too. Although it does yeah, still have that. that uh... See, that's the thing because that's what I was saying. Because like, kind of everything about New Vegas, the main story takes you through all the factions and and through all the shit, other shit that you can do. And it's like not required, but it's like okay, go go here next while you're tra- you're chasing this guy around, um, and it works pretty great. So good job. 
What were you going to say, Jared? It has what now? I was actually going to say it does have that like sense of urgency, though, where you're like trying to track someone down and like. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. He's already killed you. So it's what I do. Yeah, that's true. And I guess like thinking about it, like there's nowhere for him to go. So there really isn't like a like, where's he going to go? He's not going to leave. Yeah. You got all the time you want to find him. He has to go film the Friends reunion. <laughs> we can only hope. Be any more of a thing. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so there you go. We we, uh, we, we decided uh, no more <laughs> RPGs, please. <laughs> if you guys only could, card games. If you guys could just cut that out and stick to card games. Yeah, let's, we let's, like let's go like straight to Gwent and Caravan. <gasps> Wait a oh, minute. Caravan. Open world card games. Yeah, like triple triad, except with an open world. You just you just wander a world and you find people to play cards with. Wait, was there something else to do besides triple triad in that game? I fucking you love can, triple triad. You can pretty much do that also in The Witcher 3. Like You can just do Gwent. Like an asshole. <laughs> like Gwent, Gwent is okay. Like if you wanted to waste your sixty dollars, you could go ahead and do Gwent only. But I, I'm with Jared. Triple Triad's fucking dope. Triple Triad's dope as shit, and it's one of those things where I can't believe they never like did anything with it. Like, bring it back, you idiots! Well, there no, used to be a, no, there no, used to be a time well, when yeah, like, a card game wasn't like a profitable venture. Yeah, that's true. I'm surprised that Square Enix hasn't like picked up on this yet and been like, Jared, oh. they'd fuck it up. They would fuck it up so hard. Oh, I know, but I still want to play it. If they did a card game, it would be Kingdom Hearts card remix destruction. They'll yeah, probably get something game. from like like Final Fantasy 13. It, it would be so egregiously like pay to win, even more so than fucking Hearthstone is. It would it would be ten times worse. Hey hey, let's not speak ill of Hearthstone. That's a, anyone can win at Hearthstone without paying money. You just have to play for a very 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 how, very. How much very, have I paid? How much have I paid Hearthstone? How much are they paying you? Oh, to see. no, not enough. Not enough. <laughs> because not en- you can't afford all the cards. <laughs> not enough to make up what I've paid them. Good God. Hey. Speaking of getting paid to say things, uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by Game Gear. Uh, with tonight's product, you loved a game. Now take the experience to the next level with game armor. Our high-quality custom body armor is manufactured by industry <laughs> professionals in Linz, Austria, and features executive-level protection, which can withstand stabbing, small arms fire, and hypothetically a fireball. But can it, can it protect my feelings from what I lose? Doesn't say anything about that, I'm afraid. I don't think, I don't imagine it will. Game Gear is not quite into the whole like emotional thing. I think they're more into like the physical defense thing. Exactly. Each set includes a high impact Kevlar chest piece, which protects gamers front and back torso, and a custom fitted helmet with patented thermovent technology that will ensure even your hottest gaming sessions stay cool. Each set comes with luxurious velvet lining, reusable pockets, and a complimentary bulletproof can koozie, so you know your beverage is safe even in the most intense multiplayer matches. Select your choice of style with Chosen Knight Plate and Battle Marine Space Armor, and coming soon, Full Body Pikachu. Go to GameGear.pro and use the promo code UNBREAKABLE and pay only 99 cents on your first installment. So, now, would this protect me from a mortal blood enemy, like, say, a composite Hideo Jima? For, for example, 
I guess if he used small arms fire, a knife, or a fireball. I mean, how often how often are people getting stabbed mid gaming session? I'm getting stuff right now. You're gonna. This is the kind of thing you wear to Black Friday when you want that sweet deal on the Xbox Scorpio Unit 1.2. Oh, I'm seeing the appeal. Okay, all right. I mean, I feel like I'm in front of Best Buy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. For your for like the the uh, front of Best Buy brawl that you're sure to get in. I don't know, man. Indestructible. If it can protect my feelings from when somebody tells me they fucked my mom, I don't, I don't know if I care. Well, I'm sh- I'm I mean, we'll feed, we'll give them that feedback. They may have a product for you. Maybe there's a self-help yes, book please. that they can get for you. <laughs> no, no, it has to be something manly. So, Otherwise, why would I use Game Gear? Let's say, hypothetically, that I am a person who's being stabbed uh, you know, often <laughs> while playing games. Um, yes, hypothetically. And like I need- and I need to be protected from this. How much does the set of armor cost? Uh, you know, it, it doesn't say, but the boilerplate does mention you are responsible for getting yourself to Austria for two separate fittings. So uh, I suppose budget accordingly. Oh, so I have to fly myself to Austria to to, to get measured. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's. I like that it's so custom. Yeah, it's it, bespoke body armor. Yeah, I but, think it's more of a subscription-based service. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, just, I thought that was what was established too. Where I keep getting the armor, uh, you know, you you buy one set, and before you know it, it's been cut to ribbons by your numerous assailants, and so you got to order another set. You got to get a whole other piece. It's like a my shape DLC club. model. Yeah, it's a DLC. It's a DLC <laughs> model. Well, at least they give you the entire set up front instead of just giving you some of it. Right. You know the the helmet, the special uh, Kevlar helmet is. Is an add-on. That's a pre-order only. You're gonna have to pay yeah. extra uh, for that one. So, hope so. Hey, well, thanks, Michael. Uh, and again, you can <laughs> you can find all those amazing deals at uh, GameGear.pro. That's G-A-M-E-G-E-E-R dot pro. And if you uh, if you head there today, uh, tell them tell them we sent you. Uh, mm. Makers of fine gaming lifestyle products. Go and check them out, guys. It's really great. Yeah, it's uh, it's that's a good one. That's pretty. I, I'm not really seeing the the use that much, quite like I did their <laughs> diabetes medication. But uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> Who am I to judge? Injustice two. Should we talk about that a little bit? I know we talked about it last week. Uh, there are some injustices that were prepared. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That happened on the podcast last um, week. I, I, I have I have one correction, but you know, you know what? I'm going to let Trevor I'm, just go, and and maybe he'll call me out on it in in the process. Yeah, I don't Trevor, know. I don't know off. if I will. I'd be interested to see if I caught which one that uh, that you say you got wrong. Okay, because I did I did fuck something up. Let's 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 run through it. What, what you sounded like you had like a list of complaints about. This. I do. I have a list of complaints. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. I do. <laughs> So let me go with let me go for just like 30 seconds here and then you can just rebuttal to it. Do your thing. And I'll go I'll go quick. So uh, you, first of all, there is an arcade mode. It's not called arcade mode, but it's the multiverse. You mentioned the multiverse, but then there was disappointment over the arcade mode. It's it is multiverse. It's it's actually really fun. It has a lot of good um, you know, good points to it. You go in to the multiverse. It's you know, you you play a couple of tutorials in the multiverse just to get you going. And then it ranges, it gives you a whole different range of um, uh, skill range. 
for you to go through, try different characters. There's even cool little, like, uh, I forget what they call them. They're like modifications. Maybe that is what they call them, modifications. That might be what it is. Where, like, um, like I played one today where you have to play as Batman in the in this multiverse zone so you have to play as batman and then you get robin as a sidekick and anytime you uh, well every like 10 seconds you can call robin in to help you um he come, he just comes flying in and does like a little combo really quick um and then you you fight against just numerous enemies just like you would in any arcade mode it's like there's like 10 enemies that you have to fight through and then you get rewards at the end the money to buy the boxes you get some boxes you get some gear um to customize your character on to okay. gear. The, the gear, uh, you know, I, I know you did mention this, but the gear cannot be used in rank mode. And you mentioned to me uh, when we were talking about it that, you know, y- you want to play casual mode without it. But it, I, I don't, I just don't see how it matters. If you, if, if you have the rank mode that's the no armor mode, that's the, you know, we're going to just play a clean game mode, go play ranked mode. What, what does it hurt if you play, if you play casual and you want to play with the customizations? That's cool. The other thing that I think is really cool about the gear is that it it adds that customization for the characters. What I think that why I think this game has got such a good scores is because it really it has a lot to do for casual people. A lot of a lot of fighting games they have this problem where it's just for like those hardcore. Uh, you know, players, people who just want to like play ranked mode, get on there and just like fight against others and win and they destroy you with their combos and all that good stuff. You know, you're the, you, you just stand there and get your ass beat. Well, in this, they have the different modes. The multiverse gets you grinding out gear, the customization of your character, the different colors, the different armor sets, the, the, the cool things. I mean, even um, uh, you guys were mentioning Nightwing. Nightwing is in the game technically. It's a, it's a, it's basically like a skin for Robin, but he has completely different combos once you put him as Nightwing. The only the only problem with it is that you have to get it in just a random box. You have to get the it's Nightwing staff. You put it on Robin and then he turns into Nightwing. Um, I, I hate that little box system so much. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, uh, I know I know everybody's gonna disagree. I've already solidified. No, my no, no, I don't mind that. Like the fact that it has like cosmetics and stuff, but it does, I do dislike the loot box system in uh-huh. general. So so keep keep going though, uh, or, or do you want me to address what you've said so far? No, no, it's, I'm almost done. <laughs> almost done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then you can then you can rebuttal. The the guild system is actually pretty cool. Uh, it's you get in, you can either be a guild with your friends if you want to, if you want to go in there and do um, you know some ga- uh, just some uh, the guild with your friends. It, it sends you on the different multiverse missions that are guild specific, and your your guild can you know, fight for points and then you get boxes for that. You get money for that to buy more boxes, to get more gear, the whole, the whole bit. Um, the thir- there are 30 characters at launch, 29 if you didn't pre-order and get dark side. I know that everybody's all pissed off about the DLC and I don't, and I don't disagree with some of the parts about the DLC. I think the structure of the pricing is terrible. I don't know how they came up with anything. Even the whole thing with the, um, with it's $40 more for the Ultimate Edition or whatever it's called, and you get nine characters, but the characters only cost $5.99 if you buy them individually. I just don't I, I don't get how their pricing model works. I, that is one big complaint I have. I, I don't have any problem with DLC, but just their pricing model seems very strange to me. I, I don't understand how they came to that conclusion. But what I would say is if there was no DLC, like if, if – um, 
if they didn't offer us any other characters, you guys wouldn't complain about it because you wouldn't know that there were other characters that you weren't getting. So it's almost like we're in an, an age when the DLC is a bonus. It's, it's, it's stuff that you can buy if you want to. You don't, you're not forced into it. Um, and they're already giving you 30 characters, which is quite a bit for a fighting game. Um, so, so this is this is this is my my, my thing. Right so can, I, can I can I can I say something about that or should we wait? Yeah, one I, I got one last one. Only one last Justice one. two players could see. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got one last one. <laughs> one last thing. The mobile tie-in. Uh, the mobile game is fairly fun. Um, it's uh, a lot more for casuals, uh, being a mobile game, of course. And um, it ties in with the uh, with the um, the main game. You get boxes and stuff just for having the mobile version. Um, so it just playing every day on each one. You get like free, you get some free boxes, um, and it, it's pretty cool. And if you are only in it for the story, just play the mobile game because it's exactly the same. Has the same cutscenes. Everything's in there. Play the mobile game, and you can get the full story if you want to do it that way it is time gated um the uh uh like i've i've been playing on the mobile and they've got it locked out I, they're gonna come they're gonna release it slowly just to keep people on it but the mobile game you can get the full story if you just wait and and play and that's it that's weird. go ahead yeah i mean go for go so for would it. you give us like a Shut one out of five <laughs> i so i'm not big on fighting games in the first place i really suck at them as far as fighting games go, this is the most fun I've had with one because of the casual um, side that it has to it. So, like, as far as for me for fighting games, I'd say it's, you know, it's an 8 out of 10 at least. Uh, but I suck. I, I've tried to play rank mode, and I am terrible. I am absolutely terrible. I Everybody just messes me up. You just got to buy some better gear and stick to the non-ranked. Got it ranked. Uh, I've played unranked too. You know, it doesn't seem like, at least, I mean, I suck so bad. I don't think I can really tell because in the unranked mode, it's it's not like the gears what's holding me back. I I am not good at the combos. So You're just Jared, getting you have beat faster in unranked. <laughs> Thirty, 30 now. seconds to respond. Uh, let me let me start with the, the things that I think you're right about. Uh, I can see when Lucio asked if there was an arcade mode, I literally just think of like the old Mortal Kombat ladder. You know, mm -hmm. it just, just yep. has the list of everybody and you just go up one by one. Like, now you fight this guy. Now you fight this guy. I can, Which is what multiverse is. Yeah, I, I can see that it, with with constraints. Like, there's a lot of weird stuff. Uh, like, like, like what? Like what you're talking about, where it's like this time you have to just be Batman. And like, uh, well, that those are those are there's literally like if you law, if you went onto the game right now, there's probably 30 different multiverse things you can play. And there's ones that are just. Pick whatever character you want and beat all the character, beat all yeah. the people in front of you. Yeah, that's true. And so this is the part where we agree, because I think you're right. I think that pretty much will serve uh, the, the purpose of an arcade mode, uh, even though that's not necessarily what I thought of it as. But yeah, you're, you're, you're pretty much right. Like For all intents and purposes, that, that'll serve as uh, the arcade mode that Lucio so sorely desires. Uh, what else? There was something else I agreed with you on that I forgot about. You actually didn't notice the thing I got wrong, um, which is I <laughs> I claimed that boxes show you three things and only give you one, but it seems like they actually give you all of them, and it just looks they do. It just looks it is weird. It, it it looks like I was confused about that at first too. I thought I was selecting the one that I yeah, that's, uh, that's what I was getting. Too. 
but that's not yeah i figured out later i'm like holy shit i've got a ton of gear here it's all they give it to you all yeah yeah, yeah. and and uh i didn't and mention that, that is that is where character customization is is stored so uh there's no there's no costumes in the game so to speak but instead you can swap out people's gear which is is fun on the one hand but on the other hand it kind of sucks because it might take you a while to like get an entire costume of of your liking so it, it's it's half and half um, some people will prefer it. Some people won't. Uh, the, the, the character DLC, I don't know how everybody else feels about this, but to me, it's not so much an issue of whether or not there is character DLC. And I, I mentioned this when we were talking about it, where Smash Brothers did this. And I think Smash Brothers had an even like heavier price model on their characters. And I was totally fine with it. Because it's one of those things where if you're going to rape me in the ass, I don't mind as long as it's a surprise. Don't tell me right beforehand that you're going to rape me in the ass. Just just come <laughs> it in. It really bothers me that it's at launch. Just come in and do so it. Gonna... And so, like, the fact... Netherrealm does Someone's going to hold you to that, Jared. Netherrealm does this all the time. And it, I actually almost think it's worse in Mortal Kombat. Because in Mortal Kombat... There are characters who are DLC who you fight in the story mode. Like, they're there. They've been there from the beginning and at least have the semblance of pretending that you made them later. But you didn't. You planned it from the get-go. And I I, I think most people here would agree with me that, like, taking your game and breaking it up ahead of time is is kind of a shitty business practice. So let me let me let me add to this character conversation. This this uh this fight again characters conversation. I'm sure I'm sure Lucio has some comments on this too, because this is a topic the two of us are very sensitive <laughs> about. So yeah, you know, that's that that that's that's the elegant way to put it. But <laughs> I believe there's a precedent for it. Like like people say that um, you know, if we didn't know about these characters, then there would be no problem. And I agree that's true because we feel like then they're taking their time to craft these extra characters, and it actually is a treat. I think there's a precedent that was set up uh, by Capcom with Marvel vs. Cap- Capcom 3, and whether or not it's true of all video games, whether or not NetherRealms is guilty of it, you know, that's a different discussion. Maybe NetherRealms isn't guilty of it. Maybe they're developing it alongside it. But due to Marvel vs. Capcom 3, we know that sometimes these characters are developed as characters in the game, and valuable in the game, and that are literally take like like chopped off, taken off of the disc, um, or you know even literally on a disc, and then put up there into the aethersphere, uh, waiting for us to pay money for it. You know to actually download the code that we already have. Like we already know this is in the game. And as a as a counter to that, um, there is the existence of Skullgirls, where if you owned the original copy of Skullgirls, as long as you got your ass online in time. All of the DLC characters were totally for free. So that is totally a scam to play people for money and <laughs> get more money out of people. I mean, and and if yeah, I, I get where you're coming from, where you're like, they made 30 of them. That's plenty. I only like this character anyway, so that's all I play anyhow. And that's how most <laughs> that's how most people play fighting games. There are other fighting games that are released with way more characters than that. And I mean, this is a long tradition in fighting games. Like, if you look back at Street Fighter 2, how many times did Capcom make you buy that game, even when it was on like, the Super <laughs> Nintendo? Like, there's there's Street Fighter 2. There's Street Fighter 2 Turbo, which gives you the extra characters. Then there's uh, Super Street Fighter 2. So, like, it's it's not new. Uh, and back then, you had to just rebuy the entire game. So I guess in some sense, like we're doing better than we're doing before. Well, I, I, I think, and this has almost created 
a culture in itself when it comes to fighting games because you have people that only specialize in one line of fighting games. And that's all they get. Like I mentioned on the podcast last week, like Injustice and Mortal Kombat, that's all people are going to buy. Or Street Fighter, that's all certain players are going to buy. And then like me and Lucio, um, we'll usually wait every other iteration or every like three iterations and then grab that game. Um, because that's when we know we're going to be able to get all the characters for like a fair price. Yep. Like, um, um, you know, that's what we usually do. And sometimes there's something one of us is a little bit more interested in when well, we'll go ahead and spring for that, even though we know there's going to be another iteration, uh, coming down the line. Yeah, and then we have to, excerpt. yeah, yeah. Like that one. Um, and then we know we actually have to plan which fighting game we're going to get, um, you know, so that we know that we have actual competition, that we can play each other, that we can play some of our other fighting game friends. And so the the, the culture of fighting games and this thing with the characters and the DLC, um, it's actually created a buying culture around it. And I think it's very unique to fighting games. And that's only because of all the bullshit that they pull. And I think fighting games are kind of in a um, specifically vulnerable position for this kind of exploit exploitation. Uh, because when a new character is, it's not that they're just adding a character. Everything is balanced around all, all the other characters. So if you're missing a character, you might be missing a counter pick for someone. Or yeah. um, you, know, you, you might be missing like a key part. Like in a, in a um, team game like King of Fighters, if you just buy one character of the team of three, you might be missing like two like utility fighters, for example. So, so, so definitely, and, uh, you know, room for exploitation there. So, so I, I I agree. Like, for if you're a casual gamer and all that, and like you're just you're just gonna buy this and play it, you know, a couple of times, and then be like, oh, I like that character and grab it. That's like great. But this is like a very sensitive topic for us. <laughs> I, I I will say I I uh, I, I understand um, to to Trevor's point of like. If if they had just not told you about the characters and released them later, you probably wouldn't have a problem with it. And yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, and that's what that's what makes me that's what makes me so mad about it. Is they're at a point right now where they don't even have to do that. They don't even have to pretend that it's add-on content anymore. They can literally just say up front, "Hey, I'll give you the whole game if you pay me a hundred bucks instead of 60. And that's fucked up to me. Like, at least yeah, but I don't. I feel that whole thing where it's like, if you give me the whole game, the there there is a complete game. I feel like. I feel like, and I know that I am the only one on this whole discussion that feels this way, but I feel like even with all, there's, we're obviously in this whole thing with DLC, right? I mean, it's in every single game. There's not a game out there that doesn't drop DLC. It's just part of what gaming is now. But I feel like DLC is a good thing for for games. I feel like it's a good direction for oh, games. I, it keep, I agree. It's like, it's something that keeps the game going. It keeps stuff fresh in the game sometimes the pricing is fucked up and I agree that in this game and I understand NetherRealm has a problem with this that they have some sort of uh, they've messed up in previous games I haven't played any of them or I guess if they did Injustice 1 I did but um I haven't played any of them, but they, the, I know there, theirs is messed up. Like I said, I have no clue how they came up with the prices. Like a lot of games, um, you know, that I play, I, I can understand where they come up with the pricing for the DLC. Like it makes sense and it's fair. This one, it's not, it's very bizarre, but I, but this whole concept of you're not getting the whole game, you are getting a whole game. There's just additional content that's going to come out later that you're going to have to pay for. And it's keeping, I mean, I don't know if you, when you finish the, when you finish the, the game, the amount of people 
people that are working on these things. They've got to they've got to be able to pay for the people that are working on these games. I mean, there are tons of people in those credits. Um, it's uh, you know you got they got to pay the bills too. And I mean, it's you know it's part of the whole business. And like I said, I'll be fair and I'll say that in Justice Two, that might be the case where you got the whole game, and then this actually is additional. But it, 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 I think I think. The reason we're reacting like that is because there is a precedent where we know the game is fragmented, and that's what they sold us. And then these other characters were split off as DLC. We know it because it was on the disc, they're, or because yeah. they're in the in their in the AI, AI, and they show up as opponents. Yeah, so, that's, that's, that's right. The issue is like <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to see it as as receiving the full game when you know that like there was stuff in there that was that was cut out, you know, deliberately to to sell later. Um, you look at a game like, I mean, I, I would agree that DLC is like a, a pretty positive thing. There, there's a lot of really, really great experiences I've had in games via DLC. Um, I mean, The Witcher is a very obvious uh, one to mention where it has, I mean, insane DLC, like a crazy amount. I think Naughty, yeah. I think Naughty Dog does an incredible job with it. The Last of Us uh, DLC pack is, um, I mean, it's not essential uh to to experiencing the last of us but it sure adds a lot to it like it it, mm-hmm. it goes a long way in, in making a difference so like i think you can have an impact with that kind of stuff and i mean if if they did something where like they took these uh these characters and they they planned to release them later and maybe they added like a bonus like story chapter with some cutscenes or something that just had those characters i'd see a little more value in it um, just, just, just lie to us. Just, just lie to us. How you, you sometimes have to lie to your lover not to hurt their feelings. It, it almost is. It, it almost is that. Like just, just, just pretend that there is no uh, season pass. Like season passes in and of themselves are like presumptuous because it, it just sends this message of like uh, buy buy this and then you can have everything. I mean, uh, and and I think I, I, like I think it. what I, really I think what really tips it for injustice is the special edition. Um, because that's just as blatant wow. as you can get w- when it comes to being like, <laughs> well, you could buy this one or you could buy this one that has everything. Like, and it's literally on launch day. There's one copy of that game in a steel book that has it all. And there's another copy of the game that presumably doesn't have it all. Uh, I, so- I, I like it. I like it when a DLC makes me feel appreciated as a customer. That's why I go to the skull girls example of like, um, yeah, it's 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 got a time limit on it, but if you log on, and it's a pretty generous amount of time, like you can, you can, it's like, hey, the new character is up. If you have a copy of Soul Girls, come and download it, and, it's and like, they okay, clearly cool. made it after they made the rest of the game. Yeah, they clearly, and they even took you through the process of them making it. Even Persona Five, Persona Five doesn't offer you much in terms of DLC, but it gives you a few free things. It gives you some free cosmetics, and I'm like, oh, I feel appreciated as a customer. They appreciate me. Maybe I will actually drop money on the real DLC that they want me to spend. Yeah, you know, I think that's it. I think that does, doesn't take much to. You know, and, and Trevor, <laughs> you are not on a podcast full of people that disagree with you. Me and Michael just don't give a shit. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I actually side with Netherlands or whatever. I think they should take all the money. I mean, you know what? I, I, I mean, at, at the end of the day, like if you can get people to pay for it and you can get people like Trevor to defend it on top of it, then I mean, yeah, like uh, keep doing it. Obviously, it's working. And and bear in mind, Trevor, I, I say this as someone who bought the game. I really think if you buy Injustice 2, you're a sucker. Like you could wait a year 
you could wait a, you could wait a year and you could pay the exact same price and you could have everything you could you could pay six dollars oh, yeah, man you can probably do it for late for less i wouldn't be surprised it, it'll, it'll i can go now and buy uh well, come on, Excel for forty bucks. And all the and you you keep in mind as I say that, like I did exactly that with Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I'll probably do it with their next game. Like I I pick these games up, so like I am the sucker in in some situations. Um, but if you if you are concerned about like how far your dollar goes, it's one of those things where Nether Realm you are always guaranteed that if you just wait a little bit, you can you can get a much more robust package for the same price, yeah. if if not cheaper. But that can be that can oh, be said about almost any hand. that can be said about anything any game except for Nintendo games, which they still sell Ocarina of Time for like forty dollars on 3DS. I mean, besides Nintendo, they're they're every single company sell discounts games after you wait a year. True, um, but I'm talking more That's about. He's like, he's like talking, I'm talking about like more the about like, like game of the year packages, and not yeah. and not every not every game gets this um, this particular type of package. Like like prices drop. That's just something that happens no matter I, what. I, I, it's just in the genre of fighting games that can be way more expected than it is in any other genre of game. I look at where that'll happen, and, and some some companies have like time that you get a game if you do it like a year later. You might not have somebody to play against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the only thing. And the other thing so is you that better, you better hope the single player is good. The Which other, in the case of Netherrealms, it, it actually is. Yeah, it actually is. They yeah. they're one of the few people who make fighting games that I think have enough content for one person to play by themselves. Like, I, and I want to applaud them for that. Like, this is a studio that I really want to love, and they just they they keep doing these little things. Like, Injustice Two, <laughs> it, it's a good game. It's a solid fighting game. It's got great mechanics that that work pretty well in it. And I mean. Uh, the story oh. mode, which we didn't even talk about, but this, I mean the story. Yeah, I was gonna say before I forget. Before I forget, there was two things that you brought up in the podcast, or actually, sorry, one other thing that you brought up in the podcast that I agree with you on too is with the. Uh, I have trouble too, and I. I I just always discounted it to my, me sucking at games, but maybe you have the same problem. Maybe you suck at, at fighting games too. I don't know. Yeah, that's but, always Jared. <laughs> but the uh, <laughs> but those those frame the frames are very weird. I was stuck in that goddamn tutorial yep. on the special moves portion yep. for a ridiculous amount of time. I almost quit, but I think somehow I just luckily stumbled into the combo correctly and got past it. But it was so, so brutal. That's another realm been an issue with Netherrealm games where yeah, they're. Definitely frames are kind of weird. Yep, it's actually carried over, uh, carried over from Mortal Kombat too. It's something about their yeah. engine, and, and some people are like really in tune with it and learn like the nuances, and and it doesn't present a problem for them. Um, I can I can nail the frames in any other fighting game, but Netherrealm's always gives me trouble with it. There's something there's and something weird about it. That's part of why you you don't see them being taken seriously as. Yeah, they're not they're not big on the competitive circuit. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's super super true. Uh, I mean, they they get a little bit of a following, but like it's there's a reason why Street Fighter is like top tier in that regard, right? And it's it's because they do, it doesn't have a lot of those problems. And every NetherRealm game, guaranteed, you'll sit down with the tutorial, and I promise you, there's a part of the tutorial where you're gonna literally say out loud, "Those are the buttons I hit." <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's and it's not that. working. It's not doing what it says. It yeah. Do the thing. Yeah. So it's and not then, server. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, I, it it was kicking my ass. Um, the other thing you brought up about the story mode about how it's uh how you don't feel like they present both sides as equal or as you wanting to take both sides. I, I don't want to spoil too much in just case anybody wants to play the story, but you. 
it's basically between Batman and Superman. I mean, you know that if you played Injustice One, and Jared was saying that you that I'm guessing you're you're siding more with the Batman as the the more moral side of the story. I mean, um, if you go, if so, you let go, me let me ask this. Let me ask this. Sure. What side is Supergirl on? Uh, she's on Batman's side. She's on. All Batman. right, I'm on Batman's yeah. side. It, yeah. it doesn't matter because if you're just not an awful person, you're on Batman. Right, side. exactly, uh, exactly. <laughs> but what I was going to say is because you, you, you brought that up and I agree with you on the whole Civil War thing about how it's like how you feel like between Tony Stark and Captain America, you're kind of like, well, you know, it, it's like you could see either side as being um, reasonable. But well, you go with one, Tony, Tony Stark if you're a dick. No, yeah. but see, this is this is what was, this is what I thought was so interesting is is uh, when Civil War came out, Red Letter Media did a video on it, and Rich Evans is on there, and he's like, he's like, it's so obvious that Captain America's correct. Like, why would why would you ever even consider otherwise? And then meanwhile, no, you Rich, have, Rich, uh, Rich Evans was on. Uh, was he the other way? Was he the other way? Yeah, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't it was the remember. other way. But then you had yeah, your, Rich was Tony. You had your movie sucks, and he did this big analysis on it, and he said the exact opposite. And like they, it's just funny to me because both of their complaints were like, it's so obvious who's right, and yet they didn't agree <laughs> on which person is right. Um, yeah, yeah, actually, shows us did a pretty good job. I'm, I'll, I'm going to be waiting for the argument of the century as to which superhero side is right when South Park the fractured but all comes out. <laughs> and, and beyond, yeah, but but it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the Overwatch forums where like if you go in there, there's a billion people saying the game's unbalanced, but nobody can agree which character is the problem. Like it's, oh, right, yeah, it's that, just that's it's just the Bishop, it's just the one who killed them last, and so like. <laughs> Uh, and so civil, so civil War basically did a, a good job of that. Whereas in Justice Two, Superman's just a cocksucker. Like he's just a yeah. Fucking... He just wants to destroy everything. Yeah, he's, he's I mean a huge asshole. And the only person worse than Superman is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman oh, is God, an yeah. insufferable bitch. Yep. And yep. Uh, I remember in the comics thinking it's like she was wow. kind of like yeah, she was like that in Injustice in the comics, wasn't she? So she was fucked. There's this. She was like ready to burn everything. Like fuck it. There's this chapter. Like she, she goes uh, to Superman. She goes like, "You should kill everyone." There's there's, a, there's this chapter. Like, sure yeah, sure. that's basically yeah. what happens. There's there's a chapter. Uh, there's a chapter in Injustice where you play as her and she fights Scarecrow, and Scarecrow specifically points out that like her big fear is that she's the one who turned Superman evil, and he kind of says this like, "That's what you're worried about because you're still a good person inside." And then after she beats him, she just goes on to like turn Superman more evil. Like she's every every time there's a chance to kill someone, Wonder Woman's fucking flying in, being like, "Superman, you know what we should do? We should kill this guy." Like she just she can't wait to get in there and fucking whisper in his ear. And it's like five minutes ago you were telling me this was like your huge fear. Your fear is that you are the person you are. Like that sucks. You know, she, Look, Superman and Wonder Woman have a justified. toxic relationship. It's just it's just how it is. All I'm just saying is that those fears are obviously justified. They definitely make each other worse in, yeah. in injustice. But what I was gonna each other. What I was gonna say is that I, I don't feel like they were trying to make it a thing where you're like where you agree with either side. It was more like there, you know, there's only one side, and you're it's like a good versus evil type thing, and they just let you play the evil side if you want to. That's true. I just think there are some little things. Like I, I think there's a really interesting conversation to be had revolving around like you know, these bad guys keep coming back. Maybe we should just go ahead and snap their necks sometime and, uh, and like deal with that. 
Uh, and I think wouldn't that just create more bad guys? I think I think that there's a way to portray that though, uh, and and you know this 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 morality thing of like, do we kill or do we not kill? Like, I think there's a way to basically have that disagreement and have it be interesting and have both characters make points. It, but and his name, you mean his like name is Frank Castle. About a comic book in the past like thirty years. But instead, it's just or like, the Punisher. I mean, yeah, well, well, the Punisher. Yeah, it's true. The Punisher is from the other side. I guess. So anyway, the the point the point is is that I think you could have made it more compelling. It's still not bad. Like it, it's a, it's a fine enough story. I played. Uh, Who wrote it? I wonder. Things. Let me let me look this up. Who wrote what this Jared game? wants is to is to not have a fighting game, but to have a philosophical discussion game where they fight the merits of <laughs> bad guys. But I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and is, all I is, want this is this is bleeding over. The entire discussion needs to be to, uh... in the game, and they need to not cut out some of the discussion and sell it to me later. That's my. Those are the only things that I ask. <laughs> Maybe a dialogue like, wheel to choose your answer. But I'm sorry, Jay. This is bleeding over. No, Doc. No. No, I was dialogue. just saying this, this is bleeding dialogue over to comic here. books a little, but DC is just bad at that morality in general. But I can't yeah, find the. Uh, they're not. They're not good at stuff. I mean, I'm I'm kind of glad that they like. Injustice 2 pretty much ditches like the multiple universe thing that was so important in Injustice 1 like this this game's only about like the the super fucked up the world. fucked up one so like yeah in in the original Injustice there's like a second world where everything's still good and they come and like help and then they leave and then they never come back <laughs> I, lo- I love that the lesson <laughs> from Injustice 1 was because uh, it's like a, a pretty long story mode uh, it's like like maybe four hours yeah that's of, like cutscenes that's what this one is about and four hours. you know everybody's fighting each other and then there's the, these plans and all that stuff and like at the end of the day, the lesson was the only thing that can stop Superman is another Superman. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, that tur- was... Uh... Turns out that's not true. It can just be a Batman. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, but like in the first one. Well, actually, now that I think about it, it's not just a Batman. It's a Batman and a Supergirl. So. Yeah, and Supergirl, yeah. So never mind, so, I'll take it back. But anyway... Um, I stop a Kryptonian, it's another Kryptonian. It, it, it's... Uh, like I said, it, it, it's good in its own way. Like it, it's worth checking out if you're if you're into that kind of stuff. If you're a fan of DC, I don't know why, but sh- yeah, maybe you should look into this. Um, <laughs> I'll see you there next year. Yeah, exactly. Well, believe it or not, Pick it DC up in is actually a bit better than the than Marvel is in the comics universe right now. Uh, I could I could see that. I could definitely see. That. <laughs> um, yeah, the the all the other shit Marvels. Doing a slightly better job if you like yeah, that stuff. Animated movies are pretty good for DC. That's true. The DC animators are good. No, no, they disappointed me with that last one, the Killing Joke. Well, oh, I mean, yeah, that one was kind of weird. Oh, where they he, they're like laughing together at the end. I'm like, what the fuck is well, that's, this? That's actually the real ending. The the part that's the, that the, is the real. The parts, the, 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 the parts of the Killing Joke that they fucked up at the beginning, where yeah, where he bones Batgirl. <laughs> oh. Like, well, I just mean it was a weird story to me. I don't, I don't read the comics, but no, that's like a that's yeah. Like what a, do you think he uh, is, a nerd? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I just uh, don't read. Well, there you go. Reading, <laughs> readings for for facts. Read it, reading sucks. <laughs> Fair enough. Amen. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I forgot I watched that. I fucking uh, definitely was confused. Um, <laughs> I mean, good I think for, that's a, a a great way to put it. Good for Batman, confused. you know. Congratulations, good, Batman. good for Batman. You 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 recruit a teenage girl 
and then fuck her. Doesn't she say sure. that too? Doesn't she say like just because we fucked once? Like I remember being, yeah, like, I remember uh-huh. being like taken aback, being like, "Oh my god, that girl, watch your mouth." Like <laughs> Batman's a pedophile. Um, I mean, I mean, what I mean, else would he be doing? Well, all that's this, the thing right? is he did it, and then he felt bad about it too, which is even worse. Like. <laughs> No one likes a self-loathing wrong. pedophile. Good gravy! And now every time he looks, <laughs> well, well, how many we like boisterous pedophiles? Batman arrest. That's true. He he doesn't seem to go after them. He's uh... so wait. If is the true enemy of Batman, Chris Hansen? Then how about sit over there recently? Bruce, uh, will you please take a seat? We didn't need to, <laughs> need to talk to you for just a little bit. <laughs> This um, conversation about comic books, which descended into pedophilia yet again, is brought to you by Game Gear, makers of Overwatch powder. Well, for some reason, it's still uh, to support it. Yeah, Keep signing those checks. Uh, thank you. Thank you for your support, Game Gear uh, info. They're clearly, they're clearly not listeners, uh, but, but whatever. Um, well, or they have the moral scruples of Wonder Woman. Before we go, uh, I can spend... I can literally tell you everything that you need to know about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in 30 seconds. Are you ready? That's all right. Yeah. You can have two items now, and now there's a, now there's a battle mode. Uh, instead of just dropping you on a racetrack and pretending that was the battle mode, which shame are on, you? Are you? Shame on Nintendo. Are you still driving a Benz? Uh, they're in the Got game, but you have to unlock them, so they're they're not available off the bat. Uh, all the characters are available right off the bat, but. Uh, uh, cars still have to be unlocked, which is a little weird. God. But I, heard they I have haven't played Mario Kart in so fucking long. Just to sell. Yeah, there's a squid kid in there. I think. Uh... No, but they had to take one of the gestures that she had out. Oh, really? I don't. Because it was basically like in Europe, it was basically like telling somebody like up yours. Oh no, the squid kid. Oh, they should have left that in. Leave it to a rude was squid. It... <laughs> oh, right? Great. Was it once oh, when she shoved the tentacle that. up her we butt? Did, we didn't. We didn't talk <laughs> yeah. about that. The fact that you can get squid kid boxes from Nintendo. Oh yeah, sure. you you can you can get Splatoon two uh, Switch boxes because it's so popular that uh, they're now parting out basically like the collector's items. So if you can't get one, you can buy a box, buy Splatoon two, buy a Switch, and then put them both in the box. And now <laughs> now you have the collector's edition that sold out that you couldn't buy. It's it's, it's brilliant, really. Like if you. <laughs> You want to talk about how I'm mad at NetherRealm for vivisecting their products. <laughs> just make a fucking enough of them. If you know that there's enough that you need to no. sell the box, like just just make enough of no. them. No. Yeah, you're right. No. It's like in, in all in all their decades of knowing Nintendo, since when have have they ever made enough of them? Never. So, uh, my my definitive statement on Mario Kart though is it's the best Mario Kart that was ever made. Um, like, for sure. There's no question in my mind. You you, you, you can't make any argument otherwise. Uh, so uh. If, you, if you didn't play it on the Wii U, it is 100% worth buying. And even if you did I, play it on the Wii U... I'm actually inclined to agree with him. It is really hey, how, 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 how have you settled into your Switches, guys? I'm actually pretty happy with it. Like, I've gotten over a lot of my little, like, niggling complaints. Who else has one? I think it's just me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. okay. And I'm pleased, actually. I, I enjoy it. Although I'm not playing anything on it right now. Uh, so I'm waiting for Hollow Knight, Stardew Valley, or I guess Arms. And I don't. 
I'd like to buy one still if they ever like put them in stock somewhere. No, they're thinking about it. <laughs> That's how it works. They're just gonna discontinue it next year, like the new yeah. classic. That'd be great. That'd be so. I you got to admit, we'd all have to stand up and clap if next year Nintendo was like, yeah, we've decided the Switch has run its course and we won't be making any more. Like, holy shit, that would be so balls out. <laughs> yeah, and they, they don't have anything else lined up what either. What a They're fucking like, cool move. And like, and like, not because it did bad, but just because like, yeah, we don't really feel like doing it anymore. Like, we made too many of then them. Then they're going to like start announcing all the games that you ever wanted, like, you know. Oh, by the way, we put a Metroid, Metroid. New Zelda, New Mario. Here's, here's a Metroid on it, but then we think we're done for sure. Oh, man, it's brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, you know, the last time I played a Mario Kart, was on the DS. That's a good. A that's a really good one. And uh, they've yeah. they've done this thing in eight where they've taken all the DS, not all, but like a lot of levels from the DS and even the Super Nintendo, and they've redesigned them so that they look really modern. Like it, it's something that yeah, Mario, that's pretty cool. Mario Kart's done it before in the series. Like uh, the Wii had some some tracks like this, but here they've really gone like above and beyond. Like they've they've taken tracks that you you hardly recognize them anymore uh, because they've uh, put so much work into like reconstructing them. So it's uh it's really good. Like I said, it's super super fucking good. And I wish that you guys could buy it, but you can't. Nope, I haven't. I actually just seri- seri- uh, uh, I actually just seriously took down my Wii after being up there for a while collecting dust. Yeah, take it down. Well, now it's gone. Blow it off. Now, now it's in mothballs it, forever. T- take it out to the back and Shoot say it. a tearful goodbye. Yes. I did the same thing for my PlayStation 3, although I feel like that can still find some uses. So, anyway, anyway just... uh, I, good luck to all of you who want to buy a Switch. Uh, may, may fortune hey. smile upon you someday. Hey, can I say something? You can. I, I, this is like the first podcast in a good while where we had an actual video game conversation. And Michael didn't open his mouth for most of it. Well, Michael actually, Michael complained about last week's podcast because he said we talked too much about video games. So, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you really spoiled him with all your pedophile chat, Jay, uh, because he, he pretty much. (laughs) Mine. Now it's, now it's all, he's got a taste for it now. It's like a, it's like a wolf who tastes human meat, you know? And like now it's all he wants to eat. So. He's he's not super interested in being on a video game podcast anymore. <laughs> I just want to anything, accuse black man of that. pedophilia. Yeah, it's all he, it's all he wants. He can't he can't get hard unless it's that. So I understand it's a series of escalating uh, dares. Who's that guy who who killed himself last week? What Chris Cornell? <laughs> Chris Cornell. Yeah, it's just like how oh, Chris, right. okay. Chris Cornell <laughs> had to because there was no high left to uncover, you know, and so. Yeah, it's like I was telling Jay, it's like, I know everybody's super sad, but I'm not, wasn't not surprised since it's been high since like the 90s. I mean, not to be rude, but like, we were kind of done with Chris Cornell. Like, he gave us all the, <laughs> he gave us all the music. Like, thank you for all your music, sir. <laughs> we're really, I mean, it's, you know, you still want him to kind of, you know, live I mean, a happy life. I did, yeah, like, I didn't want him to die, but like, you're kidding me if you're I did. like, you're kidding me if you're saying you're sad you're not going to get another Chris Cornell album. Like, come on now. I, uh, oh, man, I really liked him. I don't know if I believe in hell, but I think we're all going to go there thanks to these podcasts. OJ, I had a joke lined up, but I never had a, it, it was, it was definitely in the too soon category. 
Was it a Chris Cornell joke? No, I already know what it's a joke about. All right, let's end the podcast. All right. No, uh, one thing I was wondering about this, and this has nothing to do with video games, it's like you have all of these Seattle guys that are super depressed and die because of drug abuse, and then you have Dave Grohl, who's like the happiest guy ever. Yeah, no one's really sure how that happened. Like, what he keeps himself so busy that the demons don't catch him. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, that's why he's dead, in like, is that what you're saying? That's why he's in 14 bands at once. <laughs> he's in like 14 bands at once. He's got just so If he ever ADD. stops, then he'll kill himself. Yeah, that's exactly. It's like a shark. If he stops swimming, he'll die. I think that's how sharks work. <laughs> yep. And he, no one's going to get Fact. the best of him saying about it. Oh, my God. Oh. Okay. All right. Hey, guys. If you enjoyed, <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast today, I think you should go check out our website, enemyslime.com. Maybe go give us a subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. We're on both of those or, or whatever podcast service you like to use. We should be there. Uh, go follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. And uh, we'll see you next week. I think with that, we are out. We stayed on course for 99% of this podcast. That's good for us.